Welcome to In This New Season, where we're learning this life again and again. This episode is brought to you by Libra. Libra is on a mission to make great tasting non-alcoholic beverages more available to Canadians so they can socialize without sacrifice everywhere they go. Award-winning and made by real brewers, and we truthfully really love it and actually drink it. Libra is Latin for balance, and that is what they're hoping to bring to consumers, the balance between being social and fun and getting things done. Find Libra near you at drinklibra.ca. Welcome to In This New Season. Today's episode, we have a very special guest. We're so excited. (laughs) We are interviewing our dear friend, an island legend, Megan Blanchard. (laughs) Goodness. Ooh, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, guys. So happy to have I'm you so here. Long time listener, first time guest. It's all we do. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited to be here. For people who don't know us, although I feel like there's a, not many of those because you are very well known. Can you just give us a little intro who you are, where you're yeah. from, all the, all well, the good bits? I mean, I think what people probably know me on the island because I spent two decades doing it is I'm... I spent two decades as a singer-songwriter who toured internationally, and yeah, as my husband always jokes, it was a hobby that kind of got out of hand. And then <laughs> it got it, really yeah. out of hand, right? <laughs> yeah, like so many people who create on PEI or from where we're from, like it's, uh, or all around the world, like it just, yeah, kind of evolved, and yeah, and so in the last couple of years, my life has changed quite a bit, so I had a son in 2020, and then the industry I worked in kind of fell a little bit and it had me questioning a lot of things. So now I'm working <laughs> digital marketing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the music industry came to <laughs> a complete halt for yeah. two so years. Everyone seems to, it's funny, people, like if I run into artists, the honest people, not honest people, but people who are maybe more comfortable stating it out loud. I was like, that was crazy, right? Like, do you mm-hmm. remember, like what the, the industry that we worked mm-hmm. in specifically was totally <laughs> stopped. Yeah. And again, we were all supposed to just bounce or figure it out. And like, yeah. it was challenging. So. And isolating, I think like just watching Greg and, you yeah. know, as a result, me, um, what that was like when he, his whole life has been, as I've known him as a musician, touring mm. musician. And then when that just, when the rug got pulled out from under us. It was a wild time, not knowing how long that would go on. Mm. And then I don't know if you felt any of the sort of societal feelings around, um, like I I almost felt judgment that people were like, well, that's what you get for living a risky life. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Well, this is affirming for us. Yeah. No, I felt like, well, I don't know. Like it's part, like I think in crisis that like the necessities of life are prioritized. Like, Mm. and I feel like I was okay with, I was like, well, yeah, I guess maybe when people are getting sick by the masses and Mm. there's no vaccine, like, yeah, well, probably shouldn't be gathering 200 to 300 people in a theater. That's fair. But I felt, yeah, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I felt like people were like, I mean, I felt internally that I was like, I gotta get, I have to put something else in line here because Mm -hmm. I never wanted to feel that way again that I felt when I was postpartum breastfeeding on the couch in the industry I was working in just like Collapsed. imploded. I was yeah. like, this is a very scary feeling that yeah. I'm feeling on I internally um, falling apart, externally falling apart. So, yeah. mm-hmm. or the world, I mean, like it mm-hmm. just was a yeah. very hard thing for me to. Um, like deeply yeah, unsafe or what was the. Uh, well, I think. I don't know. I think I just, I had really challenging, I've said to a few friends over the years and I've even posted about it on my social media that 
I suffered from postpartum anxiety, which mm-hmm. was a, it was actually undiagnosed disease, mm-hmm. <laughs> Graves disease, hyperthyroidism, which is very common. Oh, wow. oh my God. Yeah. It, it, so I had no idea that was not even on my radar. And I went into pregnancy just like, la, 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 beautiful bump. And let's just push <laughs> this baby out. And, and then like walloped with postpartum anxiety. But then that also overlapped with, um, the pandemic anxiety. So I could not differentiate which was which. Mm. And I just knew that I was just a mess. Oh, how Mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. What an awfully scary. So now Mm -hmm. I always tell friends who have anxiety postpartum, I'm like, go get your thyroid checked because it actually could be something Mm -hmm. that you are just not, your, your, your thyroid gland is either overproducing or underproducing. So, and it can just happen when wow. you go through such a big physical Well, I've never change. heard of that before, and I think that's really helpful for people to hear. Because, oh, yeah. like, I really, I've never heard that. That's, yep. Wow. It was, yeah, I had no idea. And then my, I, when I went to my doctor, she was like, oh, my goodness, your levels are completely, like, mm. off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, so. Wow. But anyway, so, yeah, it was just, it was a challenging time for everybody. And I'm not doing that classic island thing. Everyone, someone has it worse. But, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> it was challenging. So, yeah. But, so now I feel like I'm kind of getting my feet back under myself with my new pivot, my new mm-hmm. career. And, yeah, it's it's all changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good. Yeah, because at that time you were both thinking, I, the way that I make money and have traditionally done that is not even an option right now, (laughs) even if I wanted it to be. So that's a, there's like an insecurity, like financial insecurity situation there where it's Mm. like, but, but this is how I do this. This is the way (laughs) that I. This is what I've known since I was 13. Yeah. This is how I generate that kind of, when I need that, that's what I do. But then with being a new mom and thinking, but that wouldn't even be viable pandemic or no pandemic, there would still be a lot of questions on how to do that. So it's this Mm. massive moment of saying, who am I if I'm not that? And mm-hmm. what do I do and how do I create that that safety for myself? Yeah. So, and yeah. my family. Like this is mm-hmm. – and truthfully, like, I mean, I told this to Thomas, my husband, and I told it to my sister and my closest friends. I said – like I was planning in the last three years of my career. I was touring out west. I'll never forget. I was in the mountains somewhere, BC, Albert. I can't remember. <laughs> But I was doing a, a house concert and I just finished the concert, all smiles, all like everything was, you know, just <laughs> project, just being my show person self. Mm-hmm. And I just went into my room at this concert and I just like wept in this bedroom because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And it was such a big grief that I felt, but I was feeling like I just really wanted to um, sunset, I guess, like myself out of the industry and sunrise. I don't know if that's right. But <laughs> yeah. it's like sunrise yeah. into a new chapter. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. But, um, but, but what, like, but that, why, why was it grief at that moment or why was it, uh, what did you feel about wanting to leave? I think I just, I don't know. I mean, my mother always said like, people change careers three times in their lives on average. And that is actually- Now it's much higher. A tr- yeah, exactly. Much, Probably, much higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And people, people and- leave, I think, after five years. Like, it's very unusual now for people to stay in the same job yeah. for more than five years. Oh, wow. Years. That's interesting. I think I, yeah. the stat I learned was seven 
So every really? time people oh, change no way. cats in there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and see, I feel like because I, when I came into, like I was literally like a child, like when I started making, generating income mm-hmm. and I was so green and so, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I feel like I'd just been in that career for two lifetimes, like two decades mm-hmm. of like doing it. And I was really tired and I feel like so much of my life for that chapter of my life was really lived from the outside in, really always, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes that whole chapter was about like, what is it that other people need of me? Mm. Who is it that they want me to be here? Like outside in rather than living from the inside out. Because yeah. so like as a performer it was probably hard to shut off. You were a performer f- from such a young age. Oh, God, that, yeah. And at that age, like, your brain actually isn't fully developed. So, like, you're mm. coming off the stage, and how confusing it is. Well, especially, oh, do I yeah. turn that off, or do I keep shining that light on? Is yeah. This- especially because I was, like, so so much of my childhood. Like, it's funny. I always think about the chapter before I became a musician, and I've only now realized it through therapy (laughs) that I'm like, oh, wow, I was a really, uh, my therapist says, you know, it sounds like you probably had PTSD from a really Mm. young age. And Mm. I was a really sad kid. Yeah. And I was a really shy kid and I was an extremely anxious child. And then I feel like music came to me like such a gift. And it was like, I swear to God, it felt like this, like, divine intervention where the universe was just like, well, this child is suffering and she has no voice. Mm -hmm. She has no way to express anything. And I had like eczema issues and allergy issues and digestion issues. And um, when I started playing music, it was just like, it was the tool I needed to like Mm. communicate. Mm. But then what happened was that I started using it to get validation, which also Mm. felt really comforting yeah I don't know so that's kind of do you think maybe you're hiding behind your music instead of letting it actually come (laughs) out through your music yeah I I think that I was hiding Mm. behind it yeah I know I was hiding behind it or I think I was just the feeling that I I think it's just when you're an anxious kid and you're very insecure and you feel so lost and you feel like there's no one no adult in the room that is talking to you about it Mm -hmm. you just need like I don't know I just feel like when I found music and people started being like you're great you're great you're great I was like oh okay yeah (laughs) they're telling me I'm great even though inside I feel like a dumpster fire and Mm -hmm. I was like okay well that's okay I guess then so I just felt like I grew up confused because I was like I'm getting all this external validation while this like pain inside me just continues to just grow and like just it's like a pool of water that just kind of stands there it just doesn't like it's not being it's not healthy but it's like well it's not like drowning me or anything but and now coming out of that career do you feel like you found voice or do you are you feeling like a little lost um no well what's funny is like I feel like it's been how many years Like, I remember the moment it changed, which was, I mean, I think so many women do this where they live their lives. (laughs) We're conditioned, I think, as women often to, like, just put everyone else's 
needs and expectations ahead of us. Mm. And so I lived very outside in my whole life, but whether that was with my music or I remember a teacher at school being like, you're a good writer. You should get an English degree. And I was like, okay, good idea. (laughs) And I was like, no big deal. Like I just, I really just was so convinced that if I started from the inside out, it would be just, my life would be a mess because I was such a mess inside. And so I was like, oh, I just, I'll just do what people say because it'll, that's, that must be the path. (laughs) That must be the way. Mm. But uh, I finished my English degree in, I think it was 2014. And I was like, what do you do when you finish your English degree? You go on a trip. So I was like, just, just really outside in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, so I booked this Airbnb in Halifax. Like I didn't go very far, but I booked this Airbnb and I showed up and it was like this ridiculous situation where the guy was like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your car (laughs) to go to work today? And I was like, this is my life. God, this happens all the time. (laughs) And uh, and so I went to my room at this Airbnb and I couldn't go anywhere. And I brought one book with me that I just picked up on a whim at Indigo. And it was, I'd never heard of this person. It was Brene Brown, oh, The Power of Vulnerability, we which love I know her. you guys have talked about. We love her. I know. Oh, God. But like, so I just like consumed this book in one sitting Aww. and it... Because it was so, it was the moment where I could verbalize to myself that I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been living my life only putting forth the parts that are palpable to other people. And Mm. I like was such a mess. I just like wept in bed all day. And then I like messaged my friend Nick and I was just like, there's something happening inside me. Like, I don't know. And it was really like this catalyst moment because there's a passage in that book where she talks about um, like, you can't go through your whole life. Sorry, I'm getting emotional a little bit, but you can't go through your whole life just taking a flashlight and shining it on the parts that you think are fit for other people to see. You have to be brave enough to turn on the lights, like the fluorescent lights that show you bumps and all and love all of that. So, so that's been like a long time of, so from that moment, I just realized what I was doing and how much it was hurting me. Mm-hmm. And I was having physical symptoms. I know you talk about you, you're very into holistic health, but mm-hmm. like I was having physical symptoms mm-hmm. of someone who was keeping a lot of pain inside. Mm-hmm. Eczema and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So since then, it's just been like, it, it's really been a, <laughs> I don't know, tearing down like year after year, like layer by layer, just to, just to love my whole self. And so now getting back to what you were saying is like, yeah, I don't feel like I, I feel really healthy. Like I feel whole, like I feel like, and I never felt that. I felt my whole life I went through like, you know, like a full size cutout of a person that you see like mm-hmm. promoting at the movie theaters, like a superhero, yeah. like with behind cardboard. I was like, I live my whole life behind that. Behind that cardboard. So now I'm just like, yeah, walking at least whole like I feel like a 3D person (laughs) and it's still messy still wild and messy but it's but it just feels healthy messy messy and wild yeah exactly but yeah so no it's it feels it feels really healthy and it feels like yeah moving away from outside in living in and more into inside out Mm. I just want to say 
Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee does this to me all the time. I know, me too. Aww. It's a beautiful In a thing. Good way. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Like it's it. nice. I like Didn't it. Didn't even say anything. It's the look. It's the look. I'm just so glad <laughs> you put the fluorescent lights on. Oh. Now we're all going to cry. Thank you. I think it is like, I think it's the journey that all humans are on though. Like I feel like, or I don't know, like I don't know if anyone is born. It's like the great hero's journey. You know, we're all born building up this identity that we think we need to survive this scary, wild and Mm -hmm. crazy place earth (laughs) that wasn't clear but uh and then if you let that crack it's like the crack that comes in and it lets a little light in and if you just it's like oh like I feel a lot better when I tear that down but what did it mean when the lights came on what did it did it start coming out in your writing or how did you start to let what did we start to see I mean I I know but and I love you and but for people who are still um thinking about putting on their own fluorescent lights or what that means like what what did we what did you have to start to let people see I think I well I would like to also say that I I because I have met friends who I see, I see that pattern in other people's lives too. Like I never, I'm not like judging at all, but I'm like, oh my goodness. I see, I see it in my family. I Uh see it like, and I know that it is challenging because a part of you feels like, well, I could live my whole life pretending Mm -hmm. like to be this person. Like Mm -hmm. I could, like, I'll just. I'll just keep on going. Like, mm-hmm. I could totally be this person forever. I'll just go back to my room and cry every night. I'll like, just go cry every night in my room yeah, and, like, put some cortisone cream on my skin. Mm-hmm. Like, no big yeah. deal. Like, I'll just find yeah. outside in coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to be okay here and, like, it's okay. Um, But, yeah, so I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like you can live your whole life mm-hmm. in that place. Mm. So that's why it's confusing, I think, for people because your brain is like, well, that's safety, right? Like mm. if you stay here, I feel safe because it's comfortable. Even though you're miserable, it's comfortable. And the unknown is always deeply scary and deeply uncomfortable. So, yeah. I can't remember your question. That's mm. terrible. But <laughs> I just okay. wanted to say that first. I'm like, yeah, so yeah. when I see people who are in that place of like, do I jump or do I not jump? Mm-hmm. I just feel like... um it is the great, you know, choice you are taking in your life. It's like, do I want to live mm-hmm. <laughs> or do I want to stay here mm-hmm. or like really live? I mm-hmm. feel like it's, mm-hmm. but that's what it felt like for me. Maybe yeah. that's not what, maybe some people come into the earth and they're like, they just can be their full selves right from the start. But so many of us don't have those, those environments that, or in culture mm-hmm. or in family. Oh, I think like, it's very relatable. I yeah. certainly relate with yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. The, but when the lights came on, was there things that you that you intentionally had to show that you hadn't been to yourself and, yeah. and externally? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think I had to show, well, for one, my music. <laughs> my music that I was putting out there was very like, 
I always wore bright colors and I was like, oh, I'm always going to wear makeup and I'm always going to, you know, just play happy songs and just make people happy because that's what my role is, you know. But underneath all of that, I was like, I was like a, I played in metal bands in high school. I was like, I don't know why I developed this. Like, I thought, well, that's what people want. Like, I'll, I was, I have a lot of darkness inside me and a lot of like, um, power and thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. and like wisdom. Yeah. I really held back from showing, I thought I had to be more entertaining than provoking, provoking or just like honest. Yeah. I think the hard part is like, I'm, and that's a big thing that I'm bringing into my work now as a, a marketing specialist is like, I have a lot of wisdom in me probably from just like the roller coaster of my life. But I feel like I always hid that from people because I was like, well, people don't like women who Mm. have big thoughts and feelings about the world and about causes and emotions. And so I will just present again, the cardboard cutout and, Mm -hmm. And what's hard, too, is that, like, people believe it. Like, that's the worst part is that, like, no one except a few people saw through it. And those are, like, my best friends and my sister, you know. They'd be like, they could tell that I wasn't being my full self, but it was working. Like, I was getting awards for this, and I was touring internationally. And I was like, oh, so it's working. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the worst part because it just causes more confusion. I was like, it, and that's the other thing is like, you know, you can always, you can live being a version of yourself that is not your full authentic self. And then you can also be extremely validated by society for being your not full authentic version mm-hmm. of yourself. Yeah, why, what a nice hit of like mm-hmm. dopamine you get from oh, that. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, I lived for it. I mm. was just like, well, because when it all came down and when I was just in my room or I wasn't on tour, like, I just, yeah, I was just really just running from just the the sad feelings that I had. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, I just don't want to be alone with myself. So it just feels better to, mm-hmm. yeah, cling to this identity that I mm-hmm. built up. <laughs> I keep picturing you in that moment in BC in the room crying and yeah. wanting to shift. And I'm. Tr- it's like my brain is like really wanting to understand mm. if the realization was, I this is me succeeding at this. So why doesn't it feel how I want it to feel? Oh, yeah. Or if it was, I'm pretending that this feels better than it does as a way of, like, I don't, I'm just um, throwing some spaghetti at yeah. the wall. What? I love spaghetti. No, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I think that it was like, I, I don't know. Like, I think when I put myself back in that place, I think it was just... I think it just kills you. My God. Like, mm-hmm. I think really, like, it's like those Ukrainian eggs that, like, shrivel up, like, slowly. Like, you can be that shell, and then it'll just kind of, like, keep kind of, like, every moment that I wasn't moving towards, like, this very vibrant light inside of me that was just dying to get grow bigger and bigger. Like, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a very confusing time. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like something that happened like yeah. in a second, but it was like it just was such a. Was it mess. grief? Was there like I'm gonna if I let go of this? Yeah, um, I think it story was story of what my life yeah. will be. Then 
I think I was grieving. I was grieving. I think I just like, I just didn't want to admit that I had spent Mm -hmm. my whole life, one, not being myself. Mm. Oof, I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was very painful to realize that, or not painful. Like I was sick to my stomach about Mm. it. I was like, I have lived my whole life. (laughs) Like, Never speaking my full truth, Mm. my full or never living like for myself, like Mm. just whatever everyone else wanted. And I just, I know there's other women out there who have lived their whole lives like this and they could be in their 90s. Like, and Mm -hmm. I just, and, but then another part of me was so grateful because I caught it when I caught it. Yeah. Because And I had um, an amazing English professor who did life coaching at the time. And so I just like, she was one of my favorite profs. She was, her name was Jane. And I reached out to her and I said, can I just talk to you? I'm like, I was just really yeah. like, I'm feeling a lot of big things. <laughs> yeah. Can I talk to you? And she talked about the, Sat- I think it's called the Saturn return. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she's like, you're right at that age, she said, where you are literally, all the cells in your body are like shedding and you've become a new person. So you were being asked in this moment, like, are you going to stay mm. or are you going to evolve, evolve or die? Mm. Like, and I was like, cause I was feeling that like, so yeah, but it was definitely grief, but definitely hope mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, you so mean beautiful. I don't have to live like this forever? That's so powerful, Megan. Oh, my goodness. goodness. (laughs) I was thinking about how at that moment, the courage you also needed to be able and like to bet on yourself and to say, I have spent, it was really powerful when you said, I, um, I have spent, I, I didn't want to admit to myself, I had spent all this time in this direction. Oh, it's so embarrassing in a way. yeah, Yeah. Like to let yourself change your own mind about yourself because you were so public. Yeah, like, right? which is like, it's like small potatoes as they say. I'll be, yeah, but, <laughs> but it did feel like a lot of people were invested in me being that person. Yeah. My family, yeah. my music community, my friends. And and I think what yeah. is tr- challenging for people when they do decide, I don't know if you felt that when you transitioned from teacher to therapist, counselor. Mm-hmm. What is your official title? Yeah. I keep saying counseling that. Yeah, counselor. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, am I getting that right or should it be the other way around? But um, like people can be so invested in the person that you are and it's not I think it's a human thing where it's like I feel safer when you just stay consistent even Mm -hmm. if that consistent person is kind of inconvenient for you Mm -hmm. like it'd be great if you could just still be that person and I ran into that a lot which was also challenging because I was like it felt like people were like yeah trying to get me back into that like sad or like that place that role unconsciously I don't think Mm -hmm. they were consciously trying to Mm -hmm. do that but But that's the role you played for them in their life yeah Yeah, I was that secondary character in the play of their life right and you have to learn (laughs) to be the main character in your own yeah Yeah. or they had to be okay with like you know the person walking on with the broom character is now the (laughs) chef behind the counter character and they were like whoa whoa, whoa, that changes the whole story like what are you doing like, so I get it. I was just like, and it just, I think that's why a lot of people just are like, I would, I'll I'll just stay this person because it's so much easier than 
because you're constantly having to challenge or stand up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Like just having to be like, actually, I'm not that person. Really? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. But. Yeah. Did you have a, a like a fear when you said you were grieving? Did you have a fear of like the, that you might have to actually grieve some relationships? Like, were you nervous mm-hmm. that some of the relationships in your life that had known you through this two decades, you know, the, of you being that role, were you scared that they wouldn't be there anymore if you stopped being that role? Um, yes. I think, well, yes. I do feel like, I mean, my relationship, like I had a manager since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And he was incredibly invested, obviously. Like yeah. he was like, I hired him to promote my music. So, you yeah. know, and his name was Lloyd and he was like, I always say like he was one of the great platonic loves of my life. Like mm-hmm. just like someone who he introduced me to self-help books and, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, I was very much like, I had a really big shift in my thinking when I realized, so he, um, passed away. He had cancer oh. coming on the end of our relationship. It was a very challenging time because yeah, I was still hiring mm-hmm. him and he could yeah. not keep up right. with the work. And also he was telling me like, no, I can still do this. I can still do this. And yeah. he kept saying to me, Megan, this is your last chance. This is your last chance. We got to do something big. Yeah. And But really I, it was his last chance. It was his last chance. Yeah. And it was such a big realization just talking and then I always am checking with myself I'm like I am the secondary character in the play of other people's lives Mm. (laughs) because he it was his last chance as a manager because he was going to pass away yeah so yeah so that was a challenging relationship um but it it ended I mean I I had to fire him like when he was sick and dying with cancer it was sorry you don't have to say it was horrible like one of the worst moments of my life yeah but necessary for him. For him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he would never have let me go. Like that was the hard part is like he never would have abandoned me. I had to say goodbye. I had to let him go, which sucked. I just didn't want that. I would rather him have said like, you know. Yeah. I'm quitting than yeah. me having to fire him. Which, yeah. you know. But it made so that when he did pass, um, we were able to have a beautiful goodbye like yeah. a couple of months where we could say bye so but that was and he had to let go of that person mm-hmm. of that I was and yeah. I didn't I don't think I was really honest with him when he was passing that um that was my plan I didn't want to let him down I yeah. was like he he supported me like I just yeah I love him to death but then the other character was my mom like she was mm-hmm. incredibly <laughs> invested in yeah. like as parents do get like if your child is good at sports you Mm -hmm. know or your child is good at music or anything like I think parents can really unintentionally live vicariously through their kids Mm. and so that is and still continues to be a challenging relationship because (laughs) because still my mother will be like why don't you make another album? And I'm like, oh my God, like, are you on Instagram, mom? You should be. Cause like you would see that I have completely changed paths, but, um, but she's not actually. So I'm sure if she was, she might figure it out. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I mean, I think people start to believe you if you are consistently Mm -hmm. speaking your truth. Mm. And the truth sounds different when you speak it than a lie. So people believe it because mm-hmm. it is the truth. 
Like, so. That's a great line. Truth sounds (laughs) And Megan, it's so true. And I feel like I felt when that became true in what you've been putting out there. (laughs) Oh, thank Mm. you. Like when you started to really believe it. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I've, I'm like. That um, means a lot that you saw that. (laughs) I did. And I believe it. And I I think you had to believe in yourself so much because there Mm. is a current pulling to this old direction, this old identity, to to have people come on board, to see you in the new way, you had to be on board 5,000%. Yes. And yeah. such an act of faith and such an act of your proof of your growth in so many of the things you've shared and how you got to this point of coming from that person who was living from the outside in, mm. so many of us do, and of wanting to not kind of inconvenience anybody or, oh or gosh, disappoint yeah. them or make them uncomfortable. It just wanted make to make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. What a mm-hmm. weird thing. I'm like, why do I care about making people uncomfortable? Oh yeah. Because I was like, you know, women are supposed to make people comfortable. <laughs> like it's a real like historical role. Yeah. Honestly, some, it must yeah. be like, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I do think that because it was so, because I was so in a small way, public facing, like, yeah, I was just I never realized that I did have to like publicly defend my choices Mm. so much. And maybe some people, not that it's ever easy, like if they wanted to transition in a career that wasn't so public, like it might have been, maybe I should be more kind to myself and be Mm. like, you did as, like I didn't do it perfectly. Like I think that's the hard thing is like it was so messy. (laughs) Like the whole time I was just like, it was just messy. Like, and I was like, I'm just trying to figure this out. But like, Living from the outs or inside out and living from my truth. Like there were so many things that I was doing that I was like, this is not good. Like I was keeping friends in my life that were not nice to me. Mm. And I was like getting into musical like contracts essentially like that were not good for me. But this is what people were telling me I should do. So all of those things like I screwed up left right. <laughs> Because I was just like, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, I don't know. I don't think it know. was you screwing up. I think it was I you it was learning just... that process. Yes. I don't know yeah. if anyone decides right. on a huge life change and they're like, I'm going to do this so gracefully yeah. and perfect. It's so challenging. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that, but Kaylee is giving me like <laughs> daggers. <laughs> <dog. laughs> we just talked about this. <laughs> no it's one easier does to it say it to other people. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, yeah. I, I'm curious if um for me when I decided to sell Lulabelle mm. it was a positive thing just like your move is very positive for you but were you worried that people were like oh she failed she couldn't keep up she couldn't do oh it anymore was that gosh. a fear because yes. I had that fear yeah. oh my well people were coming to me and saying that. I don't know if you had that with Lulabelle if you oh. had that oh couldn't hack it well uh, I did, or like yeah. that energy I, even mm-hmm. when you're like oh I'm doing something else mm-hmm. like it's yeah, so positive we talked for about my it, life yeah. and then they're like mm-hmm. yeah we oh, talked about it on the are. podcast once and someone had said you should still be proud of yourself and I was like oh gross. I hate you yeah but it was such oh, a it was just like way to put a yeah. way to put a big like lamp onto the feeling of shame yes, that I didn't want exactly. to have. <laughs> yeah. Even though yeah. you know it's better. And like, it was, that's successful for you to do that, to make a career change. Like, how empowering, how incredible, how brave, like all these things, but yeah. that fear of other people not wonder, quite getting it. Do you think that's I just, like, oh, go ahead. A PEI thing? I don't know. Or like an island. I don't, I don't want to make this so PEI, but I'm just like, or a small town thing maybe where it's like, 
No, I don't know. I think sometimes it's like, I can't remember where I read that, but the crab in the bucket, mm-hmm. not the song, oh. not the, but the, <laughs> I know, the crab like, in the bug. No, it's the crabs in a bucket. Over oh, my manager, Lloyd, used to tell me this all the time because I would say, I'm really influenced by, oh, my friends think I should go. Yeah. And, you know, move to Toronto. Like I got that all the time. All of my music friends were like, you should move to Montreal. You should move to Toronto. You mm-hmm. should move to Nashville, blah, 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 all that. And it used to really irk me, probably because my inner self was like, you hate this. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> You don't move to do yeah, the thing you don't that you do. don't love. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but so he used to say to me, he said, Megan, do you know that like, if you put a bunch of, I don't know if this is scientifically proven, <laughs> do you know that if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, that if one crab tries to get out, the other crabs will instinctively pull that crab back in the bucket. Oh, uh, I don't and, know if I've ever heard that before. Yeah, though. but Whoa. I do think it is it. this weird human instinct. It's a or the tall poppy phenomenon. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, it's like if a poppy grows too tall, you chop her down. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. the other poppies go and take it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you just. It just. I think it's just probably uh, the human instinct to mm. stay in your crew mm. keep your bubble tight like and if someone's doing something different that feels threatening mm. which i think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs or you're just doing something that's maybe contrary to what your friend group or your family group are doing mm. can just do instinctively and it's just because it probably triggers something in them that that's there's some there's a rub there when yeah. like if yeah. I just keep thinking, I'm really grateful to those people who said that <laughs> stuff because I feel like they paid, played their part beautifully in the sense <laughs> yeah, of like so for true. your own growth. Like yeah. the, the part for someone to say, I, you, you can still be proud mm-hmm. of yourself or whatever it was. Or for the person to say that to you about, um, so you couldn't hack it. I'm thinking, what a great way to force you to have to grow. Like to have to find the inner resolve on that, mm. to have to, um, to hear your, you know, whether we're projecting those fears because that, mm. that, and then, and then kind of making it bigger in our mind doesn't matter. It was helping you face that head on, feel that insecurity, feel that worst fear, and then still forge ahead with your internal voice. Gosh, I just got to say, yeah. I love the way that you see the world and people. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I and mean, it's such a great reminder for me because I can so easily go negative. And I just think that's, you're such a that's freaking light in the so world. That's why you well together. It's just the most beautiful, like, <laughs> infinity symbol I see when I see Aww. you guys. Yeah, one leads into the other. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't know. I think it's true. I think everyone... Yeah, because if you didn't feel the pain, no, you would never change. Like, I think mm. it is in those painful moments, whether that's crap comment from a friend mm-hmm. who's, like, yeah, well-meaning but says something super yeah. terrible. like, Or, like, just hitting, like, maybe, like, just going back to what you said, Kaylee, like, being in that. Like, it felt like a rock bottom. Like, mm. I was just, like, and, like, you don't end the... <laughs> Airbnb at the BDSM house or whatever. Like, it felt like a rock bottom. Like, I was just like, but it's from those places that you can. Yeah. You can that's grow. where the ground at the bottom of the pool is. Like, mm. it's like, okay, I yeah. can get back to yeah. the surface if I can just get my feet now. down here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's challenging. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's very, it's a, uh, but it's so important. Like, I always think like, like, I just feel like all of us are on that path of mm. just trying to get closer and closer to the truest version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And 
I think what's hard is I see so many people, because I was one of them, that was like, you know, I could just do this, stay in this place forever. And then, I don't know. I just, like, it just, it feels so scary, but it's just the most healthy way to go. And I think it's like through it is where Mm. you get to the other side. But I understand the feeling of the fear. Misa Nordic Spa and Resort is Prince Edward Island's first Nordic spa. It's a serene space designed for relieving stress, immersing yourself in nature, and invigorating the senses. And boy, does it do that. Personally, I haven't felt more relaxed than when I visited. The cold plunge is truly a reset for my nervous system, and I left feeling completely rejuvenated. We recently went together, and we cannot wait to go back. For booking information, go to misanordicspa.com. How did you get yourself to trust in your credibility is Mm. like I've seen you brilliantly make the connections between all of your experience as a singer songwriter touring musician all of the things into why it lends itself so well to this work as a in in marketing and as a natural storyteller like it's very like thank you for Mm -hmm. painting the picture for me like it's real I think and it's like that's a whole it's very affirming to hear that because I was like (laughs) talking about spaghetti on the wall I'm like what no that's when I felt the shift yeah Mm -hmm. I think even the first time you did it I think I sent you a message yes you did I love that's you doing that I think that's what you need to do for people I think Mm. you need to connect the dots for them yes because you absolutely are right Mm-hmm. That you have the ability to do this and that you yeah. are very skilled at this and that your previous experiences general like they generalize or are transferable over mm-hmm. to this. Oh, it really area. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you are going to have to help people see why. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. It's so that is very nice and are very nice and affirming and affecting. And I'm gonna no. <laughs> I wish can you be my life coach? Yes, well, like please friend life coach. Um but yeah, I uh that was something, I mean, I think it's also very messy when you're transitioning into a new career too. But I mean, at the core of it, I think there was this moment when it was like April, 2020, we were like a month into the shutdowns, the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, postpartum anxiety, breastfeeding on the couch and the music industry fell apart. And I was just sitting there and I remember just being like, what am I going to do? Because I was already going through all this emotional inner stuff. And I was like, and I thought I was so Zen. I was like, I'm so Zen going into parenthood because I've done all this emotional work. Well, it turns out COVID just like brought everything that was underneath the foundation that was like rotting the floorboards. Mm. It was like, ha ha, you think that you figured it all out? (laughs) Like threw it all to the surface. But um, I... I just remember I was really meditating a lot, like over those years. And I would like, it was just the real, like the feeling I was trying to get through music and drinking at parties and whatever, you know, all those coping mechanisms we use. Like the feeling I was trying to get was the feeling I got with meditating, which Mm -hmm. was internal peace. That's what Mm -hmm. all that I want in life Mm -hmm. is the internal peace. (laughs) But I was meditating and I said, I put my hand on my heart and I said, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Like, what am I going to do? And I just remember it was like three o'clock in the morning and I was like crying and I was like by the fireplace and I had my hand on my heart and I just said, I just heard this voice like ring through my chest and it was just like, help the people tell their stories. And it was just so, it just felt like, like it didn't come from my brain. It came from my soul. It was just really like, it doesn't matter what you do. 
if you are helping people tell their stories. And so I feel like I feel really intrinsically called to do this in different areas. Like I do custom songwriting for couples and individuals and people who are healing from things and corporations and helping people tell their stories. And then also, so I was sitting there and I said, okay, well, how can I help the people tell their stories? So I'm in flow with my life. And I literally just got on Google and I was like, how do I help people tell their stories? <laughs> slash I think career. that's incredible. <laughs> Me too. That's and amazing. Like, and then it just, and how can I have a career where I could work from home if the, I didn't know what COVID was going to look like, like what those lockdowns, like I thought this was going to go on forever. So I was having postpartum anxiety that was making me quite anxious all the time. Mm. I wanted to be available for my son in case he was sick Mm -hmm. or in case he needed me. So I was like, okay, so I want that freedom. And I, what's a field that is up and coming right now? So I literally just like, I literally just strategized that. And I was like, okay, something that kept coming up was uh, digital marketing. And mm-hmm. I was like, digital marketing, what's that? So I was just looking into it and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I think I could help people tell their stories in a way that is really comes from that place of authenticity. And it comes from like to give business owners and entrepreneurs that depth to their content. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think when you tell the truth, it does sound different. Mm-hmm. It resonates differently. There's a completely different frequency. And if business owners realized that they can do that instead of being a billboard mm-hmm. for just what they're selling, mm-hmm. like their career would become so much more meaningful and they would just enjoy that you, part of you, their Honestly, work. you do it. It's such a beautiful job oh of it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You do. You have such a beautiful way of telling the story and I think a lot of people are so scared to tell their stories because it makes them vulnerable but you you have a really beautiful way of making it not as scary yeah and you put out something that just the other day that was talking about how when you start to do this authentically you'll you might lose followers mm. you'll, you'll the people that you have are so invested yes and I think from a from a person who is in marketing for a long time mm, yeah I just thought that was so brilliant. It was oh, so brilliant you. that you're putting that out there, especially for small business owners who just the numbers and engagement yes. and it Ugh. and it is such a game and it is, you know, there's a lot of data that you have to figure out. But if you can just feel good yeah. about that number and like that they're authentic, they're yeah. gonna be the ones that spend yes. time after time. They're gonna come to your business yeah. more than once, you know, instead of that one off person who like they saw an ad yes. and they were like, well, I'll try it. But yeah. it didn't feel anything connected to it. Yeah. And I also, you know, it's kind of, it's, well, that was something like, it's funny. So I have this like wealth of like two decades worth of like zingers from my manager, or, like mm-hmm. things I learned from being on tour. Like, oh, I was in London playing for these parliamentary figures and blah, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like all these little weird stories I've had through my whole life that I'm like pulling into this content. Yeah, so it's incredible. But it does. It is so much more, um, one, achievable of a number, 300 people, that you can create exceptional digital experiences for. Mm-hmm. It's so much more manageable than like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to have 50,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Are you going to, are they going to be lifelong fans of what you do? Or, or do you have the resources to put out 50,000 products right now? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Or just like. 
I mean, if that happens or if your business evolves to that point, that's phenomenal. Great. But like oftentimes I have seen with businesses that like they have something that goes viral and then it takes off and then their accounts are filled with randoms, Mm -hmm. people who Mm -hmm. like don't, aren't invested in their full selves. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of giving me goosebumps because I'm like, oh, this is all tied back to my stuff, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I'm oh, that. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm like, moment. oh, oh wait, like, oh right. Well, <laughs> it does make it doesn't go. I mean, my therapist and I were laughing about this the other day because I was like, it doesn't get past me that the reason why I'm <laughs> helping people tell their full stories is because I spent so long living behind a cardboard cutout. And like, wouldn't you have loved to have someone yeah. in that role to help you? Don't stop <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's it. Like, I just. Yeah. I so wish that I would have had someone. Yeah, that is freaking spot on. Like, I just like wish that I would have had someone come into my room when I was 12 and I just picked up the guitar and I felt like that energy of like divine energy come through me and just told me like, don't get distracted. Like Mm. you are great. You are, you are loved just because you're here. Like you do not have to earn this isn't that what we like, all want at the end of the day? To really be seen and really be actually loved yeah. and, and feel confident enough. That. Yeah. That's the magic when we can connect internally to the meaning behind the hardest experiences mm. in our life and how we yes. can offer something to the world because of that. That's like, I mean, that's true for my work. And I yeah. really think oh, for, big time. I'm just walking the path of a lot of people who taught me that, that it's like, if you can figure out your pain points, mm. then that's where you can be of most service. Mm. It's so true. Because you offer the thing exactly that that you that you needed or wanted or wished existed and then you and then you they're so internally driven to do it and it comes from such an authentic place and it's like I wouldn't you wouldn't know how to do all of this and understand and and be pulled for this to be the right thing for you without yeah living (laughs) the path to get there right and I think what's interesting is when I shifted (laughs) when you sent me that message and you're like this is so great like this is like pulling the wisdom of the mm-hmm. music career and like that challenging time of my life into this new field of digital marketing. Like it just feels like, I was like, oh my gosh, like it just feels so, it just feels like it wasn't all for nothing because mm-hmm. and I think before I did that, it was something I never wanted to talk about. Like for the last five years, people would be like, oh, you're doing the music? And I'd be like, I I felt like my stomach just like dropped through the floor Mm. because I was like, I feel so much shame Mm. and pain. And like thinking back to that time, but it wasn't for nothing because I had some of the most beautiful experience of my life. I met some of the most incredible people. I like- And it's allowing you to be- I close my eyes and like bring myself back to like the times that I was just like, so much of it I did by myself. Mm just driving through the mountains of BC by myself, going through the driving in Scotland or England by myself, like so much of it. Like I remember my sister-in-law one time, she called me when I was like driving through England and she said, you are Beyonce in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) You. I feel like we all never forget how much, yeah, yeah, Jane, she's awesome. (laughs) But like never forget how powerful, like I've had Mm. so many of those moments, but I wasn't allowing myself to appreciate it because it just, the the connection wasn't made to this mm. new chapter yet. And yeah. so I feel like, like I was, I, I, where was I? Well, I was just in Newfoundland this past year and I went to Rocket 
bakery in St. John's, Newfoundland. And I was sitting, having a croissant and a coffee, and I had my notebook, and I was just writing in the morning. And I was trying to come up with ideas for my work as a digital marketer. I'm like, content creation. I was like, maybe I'll call it. I didn't have a name for anything. I was just kind of like trying to just, like you said, throw spaghetti at the wall. And then, um, yeah, I just started writing down all of the lessons I've learned from the music industry, all of the wisdom that oh. I pulled from the music industry. And this is something I do in my planner. I say, what did I learn this week? What did I learn this week? Every week I have a little column that says, what did I learn oh. about life, my work, or whatever. But I started doing this, and I just felt this, like, like fountain of, like, gratitude for oh. that chapter rather than feeling like, I'll just forget about it and, like, just pretend it never happened. <laughs> like, and when I that's just felt strength. the gratitude. Mm, yes. And I was like, and I and I see other people do that with anything, like with a relationship that failed or a career that they didn't crave through or with the losing a loved one. Mm. Like, to feel the gratitude, like, it's such, it's just, what did you learn and what was, like, it's what your brain almost needs to make that happen mm -hmm. so that you can integrated into yeah. yourself like yeah. it needs to be integrated like you need to feel that so so beautiful mm. it's it there's just I view it as it puts so much power and strength and support underneath you yes. when you integrate the lessons and the experience that you had from all of those years that they were for sure not for not yeah. a waste oh my goodness thanks yeah because they're allowing you to know what you know so you can be helpful and supportive to people yeah and it gives you a really unique lens and an angle into it that not everyone has yeah and it also brings it. um like if people struggle I always say to not just clients but like people I run into who are like oh I have a business and I have I hate social media and I'm like mm, great that's was the opening line to everybody <laughs> I hate that thing that you do. I'm like, oh no, but let me help you love it. Like, let me help you at least be open to it. But like, there's so many colors that I can pull from. Like from, I was saying to a client yesterday, I was on the phone with her and she, I was like, you know, social media platforms all have a tempo, like pulling musical mm -hmm. terms and musical metaphors, like mm -hmm. it all. And it like, even though people, maybe they don't have a background in music, but I'm actually finding what's interesting is I have a lot of musicians that are following me. And mm -hmm. I it's so great because a lot of us shy away from promoting ourselves on social mm -hmm. media because it feels maybe, help me out, Greg. What does it feel like? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like as a musician. I find yeah. it really like it's challenging. Like it's not cool? Or, like it, it, like, I think it's just, maybe, I don't know. Like if you're really good, you don't need to do it? or I think it's just... I feel, I mean, I feel, I can say this because I did it. I remember, like, when I was touring, I was terrible at social media. Like, when I was a musician, like, it's people must think, oh, she must have been really good at social media before. I'm like, oh, no, I <laughs> sucked big time at it. Like, I did not want to do it. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know what people wanted to see. I didn't know, like, I always felt really idiotic silly like filming myself or taking pictures when we're on the road I was like I don't know even where to start and I think that's actually where artists feel is they're like I just I don't know it's overwhelming and I see that with a lot of entrepreneurs as they're like I don't even know where to start this mm. is like a full-time job on top of my already full-time job I don't even know where to start and I feel like the biggest revelation I had when I studied this in school I went back to school in 2022 but 
2020 as well. But like I went back to school and I realized that I'm like, oh, this is a full-time job. People are like, oh, that's why I was terrible at it because it does take that mm-hmm. many hours, that mm-hmm. much strategy, that much skill set, that much intuition. And like it is a skill set that doesn't get a lot of respect because I think in social media, there's so many people who do come at it from an outside in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're always like, I just want to get as many views or I'm going to be funny and I'm going to like – and there's a lot of content like that that's very funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. But, oh, what is that woman? Struggle care? Do you know her stuff? No. Oh, my God. So <sighs> she's this, um, she's a therapist, and she also has ADHD, and she's a mom. So, but her, her whole thing, she started an account on TikTok about um, how to keep house while drowning is her book. Mm. But, like, she mm. struggles keeping her home clean. And so oh. she has an... <laughs> Alyssa's like hello <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well don't we all but like <laughs> I but she started putting out real honest content of her like capturing this and being mm. honest and saying like I struggled coming out with this because I'm helping people with their lives like get, getting their stuff together and mm-hmm. you know contained and she said and I can't keep my life together like yeah. and this is but she like, it's just such meaningful content when you can, I just feel like, be the change you want to see on social. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, like be the authenticity that shows up. Like, you know, because the more people who bring their full selves to it, like, we're here to cohabitate and mm-hmm. to connect. And we can do that through this tool. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a walking billboard kind of thing. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But I think there is an opportunity to connect with people. The the thing I remember in, like, some of my favorite memories of you in moving back um, to PEI, well, some of my best memories since moving back to PEI (laughs) were at shows of yours. Oh, gosh. At the trail side. I remember looking at you guys. And just sobbing me very pregnant. (laughs) Because the thing about you is that when you did start, I mean, I don't, I wasn't around a lot of the early Megan touring years, but the, the ones I guess I saw when you were in full um, fluorescent lights on truth-telling mode. I yes. was like, I haven't heard songs like this in a long time. Oh, and the, yeah. the truth of it was yes. visceral. Well, and that was and when I was starting to really like start make that shift. Speaking yeah. that and truth. I could yeah. feel it. And I feel like that's the thing that will carry through with you in any work that you do because yeah. you had to get to a point internally to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. I know how that felt musically as a listener to be, you're right, you can hear the difference when someone tells the truth. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I can see how that's, transforming into your new career path and and everything you've built to get to this point and yeah. how you're helping other people do the same. Thank you for saying that. And I feel like what's interesting is like, so you might've been like, I think what are a part of the video that I think you were talking about is that um, like you're going to lose followers mm-hmm. when you start being, you were crying and enjoying the music and you felt that powerful feeling when I was mm-hmm. singing there for every one of the Kayleys in the room there's like five like <laughs> people in the audience who are like what the hell is she talking about like <laughs> so like people and I always say to clients and it really resonates with artists often is I'll say you have a unique frequency mm-hmm. and you need to elevate that frequency a little bit every day and what you're doing is you're trying to be like a mm-hmm. with your business or your art or whatever it is you are like you don't have to win this popularity no. contest. Your job is to be the truest version of yourself yeah. and send that frequency out in the world. And you will 
you're sending out a beacon of light to the people who are also resonating at that frequency mm. who hear it. But it's like a dog whistle. 100%. Not everyone hears it. Mm. So you can't be distracted by the people who are like, what's she talking about? <laughs> like, because they just don't hear the frequency. And yeah. it's... You're so, 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 so right. I think of it the exact same way. And I know, like, yeah. I know my own business. Yes. Like, I just, in my mind, with social media is not, I don't even know how many followers I have. Like, I don't think about it like that because I just want... Yeah, your content's so great. I, <laughs> every time I'm like, this is just brilliant. Oh, this is just, that's because we're on the so same good. frequency. Yeah, yeah. You know, but tuned, the radio can, is tuned in. <laughs> but you can make a whole a whole business with just really real people and real relationships. So yes. in my mind, like just like you say with the 300, I'm like, for sure. It mm. you don't need to at least in like the way I think of it, you you don't need a bunch of fake people following mm. you like like I mean like bots or I don't even yeah. know the term <laughs> you don't need you don't, you don't just need, need numbers this, you don't need people following you just cuz like yeah. because or I'd you don't need the people be... that saw you put up a video maybe you put up a video of like you drinking coffee and they're like oh I like that coffee shop and now they're following you because of that coffee shop like mm-hmm. that's not your target market mm-hmm. like or your ideal client yeah yeah like my business isn't going to change with more followers it's yes. like I just if the message, yeah, rings at more people's frequencies, I put stuff out mostly because I want to offer free stuff to people. Mm-hmm. That's hopefully helpful. Oh, that's yeah. literally. And I whole. think that's so gracious. Like I always say, I'm constantly sending your content to Tom. I'm like, isn't this brilliant? Oh my God, did you see this? Like, that is such a, we were just talking about this last week. And like, and then, but I just find like, and I always say to clients that if you are wanting, like right now, this weird economical thing that's happening, economy thing that like everything, not everything is moving to be free, but a lot of things are Mm -hmm. like music and Mm -hmm. like film and like everything is, Mm -hmm. that's a pattern that we're seeing in society. So what I often see, and I don't know if you see this with other people in your industry, Kaylee, but like people who are like, you got a problem? I've got the solution. I'm not going to tell you any tips or tricks, but like you should sign up for my course. Like yeah. it just doesn't work anymore. No. And I feel like people used to do that. And I see people, I see marketing people do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you want to have lifelong fans of your, I use the term fans because it's a musical term, but I, probably, mm-hmm. I don't know if that works. But if you want to have lifelong fans of your personal brand, who you are, but also of your business, like, you need to thrive as a mm-hmm. business. So yeah, so you need to fill their cups so much with content. You're not giving away the whole thing mm-hmm. like you're craving com course. Like I'm sure there's stuff that you are reserving for that course, right? So you're not you're not giving everything into your reels and your stories that you're putting out, but like you it is so powerful and if you want to build trust when there's so much noise mm. out there on social media, being someone who is not gatekeeping information, like you are enriching people's lives, not everybody can afford marketing services that I yeah. put out there. Like yeah. not everyone, and it's, you know, and I'm not charging what a marketing company, a big like agency would be charging. But so if I can just help an entrepreneur, like just have some of those basic things, mm-hmm. like so that one, they start to respect what it is that I do and they start to implement it and they see the change in themselves like someday down the line, mm-hmm. they're going, they're, they may have that trust built up that they're like, you know, I'm, I want to invest and I yeah. would invest in any printable or any online course or anything. Yeah. And they feel good about supporting you. They don't feel like they got taken advantage of mm-hmm. or they didn't get their value 
out of what it is. So yeah, yeah, because I do feel like you're so gracious with all of that incredibly helpful content. And like, it's so, I love that like your content is like, I'm just sitting at, what did you, like I'm sitting in my car, I just dropped the kids off or whatever. It's so beautiful (laughs) and relatable. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is I'm a one-take wonder over here. <laughs> no, I love it. It's so great, but it's so real. And you like, are a people so need to hear real human beings telling mm-hmm. real human being stories. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you know, like I always, yeah. I, yeah, I, that I think that's, I, I think it makes sense. I think that's all so beautifully said. I'm. Can we rewind for a hot second mm-hmm. and talk about, you guys were talking about the frequencies and how, you can be this sort of like beacon of light and you're calling all these people. Just not in a business aspect, but in life. That's so scary to think that, oh, what if no one's picking up my frequency? <laughs> like how? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, you're you're the cutest right now. now. I'm, I'm so just, cute. I'm just thinking. 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 That's what I mean. I mean, for people who don't aren't in in a business or or don't even Mm want to have any of that, but your life frequency. How do you? Yes. How did you guys get enough confidence in your ability that it you felt okay to let that light be as bright as possible or your frequency be as high as by to elevate it? How did you not just be like, oh, I'm just gonna shy away from that? You mean and I just went so the, far away from the mic. I am sorry, Greg. <laughs> like, <laughs> from a busy back, like outside of business, you mean kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean like in your I life. I think it's like, a lot can, harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you think, Keely? I don't know. Do you? Well, I do think that I get what you mean mm, about okay. it, being, it feeling scary <laughs> to think if I. I mean, we we've talked about this in, in another episode we've recently done a, or a new one that's talk. coming mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. just this idea of, of the loneliness of like oh if I'm changing my frequency or my vibration then what happens it's yeah. just another language for what we were talking yeah. about recently um and maybe for a while you you just are shining it or putting it out there and tolerating it like just being there alone mm. And that mm. there's something about it that feels mm. more right, though. Like that if it is your, if it's actually your frequency, that it's like, it makes it less, it's tolerable, even if it's lonesome. Yeah. Because it's more right. Like it feels yeah, more. Yeah, it feels better in your body. It just feels better in your body. And then mm. I think when you, the trust over time comes from knowing that if as long as you keep doing that, um. It, then the people start coming. Like we had talked about mm. a puzzle in another mm-hmm. recently about how if when you grow your puzzle piece that doesn't always fit in the puzzle anymore. Mm. And I was thinking about how <laughs> part of what you were saying is like just be another, you know, you might just have to be a different size puzzle piece. And then I had this thought after the fact right now, I'm just thinking, yeah, that's what it is. It's being the other size puzzle piece. And over time, at first you don't trust that like some other pe- puzzle pieces are just out there being like, that looks like a puzzle I could fit with. Mm. But you you start to trust that you don't actually have to fit into the puzzle. You don't have to do all the work of making the puzzle. You just have to be your own puzzle piece. And then mm. the things mm. that are the right fit start oh, to yeah. come to you. So it's like a trusting and surrendering. But I think that doesn't, that only happens from the lived experience of mm. knowing that. So as mm. people that have very much trusted 
yourselves and your intuition and and gone on this path. Is there like a tangible practice someone could do right now who's like, well, I don't even know what frequency I am. (laughs) You know, like what's one thing that you think like for all our listeners who might be here being like, but I don't know who I am. Like, mm. what, what would your oh, advice be for those people? I feel like, oh, I feel like I know that feeling so well. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like, I mean, no one likes to be told what to do, but like, I feel like meditation was a huge help for me. Mm. Like, just being willing to sit with myself and which was overwhelming at first, like that was helpful, but also just like, I feel like maybe a mantra, even like something I tell myself is like, I am loved just be, I have a song about it. Actually, I wrote a song for Casey, my son, which was you are loved just because you're here. You don't have to do a thing to earn my love just the way you are right here in this moment and forever. And, like, that is something I wish was said to me as a child. Mm. So I feel like we all need to hear. Like, even just, like, having a statement that you tell yourself that reminds you of, like, you're okay. Like, even in the mess, you're okay. Like, (laughs) I mean, and it's all just, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I know that feeling so well. Um, (laughs) It's just about parenting yourself in that moment, Mm -hmm. maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like just kind of being kind to yourself and not letting the bully come and bully yourself out of it. It doesn't work. Like you can't bully yourself into Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-love. It just doesn't work. (laughs) Wouldn't it be so much easier if you could know? My my negative voice is she's so loud. Yeah, (laughs) I could just make her actually be productive. I know. Or not trying to like figure it out and like, yeah, coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. Like I suffered for many years under like using things Mm. to like try and feel better and Mm -hmm. try and like just numb out the work that I had to do. But yeah, you weren't actually feeling better. You were just dulling your senses. Oh yeah. Or I just Mm. was, yeah, I was like, this is a relief. Like to not like to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, just in high school, my God, I went to Bluefield High School, but I'll never forget the first like field party I went to. And I was like, first I time I drank field party. friggin' <laughs> Alpine beer. And I remember just being like, oh, wow, that really quiets that feeling in me. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. But like mm-hmm. to have, um, you know, I think it's what's difficult is this world will put those things in the way and you're like, oh, I feel better if I'm like Mm. exercising all the time and I never have to think or I'm cleaning all the time or I'm having some drinks every night or Mm -hmm. whatever. So it is a tricky path to walk Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's always these little places. Mm -hmm. I think that the thing about your frequency is that it, and you're already a beacon, like you're, it's already in you. You don't have to become something like you don't, it's not something you have to do it's just there's sometimes things that are muting it or blocking it a little bit. So it's sort of releasing some of those protective things because I don't, I just think you're like you're this thing we're talking about. It's already, it's just already there. Mm. And so asking the question, like being willing to examine it at all, being willing to be like, are there, are there places in which I don't have the fluorescent lights on? What would that even mm. mean if I tried that on? And if you don't even understand the question, that's great. That's yeah, a great starting it's, point. It's a, yes, like that, just to even yeah, say, like, is, that's okay. is that a question? That's an interesting question. I wonder what that would mean if I did 
think about that, right? Like it all, I think it all happens on its own just by being willing to, to ask and think in those ways and start to soften to the possibilities. And I mean, there's, there's so many, the teachers tend to appear when we're ready, right? Mm. So the right books tend to appear. The right, yeah. It just all tends to appear to help us re, like reconnect to our beacon or our frequency that's in there and, and like be willing to remove any of the, the stuff that we're, that's just sort of maybe filtering it out a little bit. Mm. I always know she's going to really hit you with some wisdom when she does that (laughs) heart hold before she speaks. I'm always like, oh, this might make me cry. (laughs) It's funny, I was talking to a very dear friend of mine though the other day and he was like, I just feel like you keep talking about this, you know, we all have like a little light inside of us that is you know it's it never goes away like you said it is there like it's like mm-hmm. that song that we learned as kids like this little light of mine mm-hmm. I'm gonna let it shine but it's true because it is a little light mm-hmm. and it never goes away but the 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 you have to nurture it like mm-hmm. it is something that needs to be protected and it is something that needs to grow through your own you know practices and your own care like mm-hmm. because and trust in it. Like, that's what I, yeah. I hear in your story, Megan, is like also the willingness to start to imagine a life for yourself that was different, that the self-worth, the healing that had to happen to say, I might even let myself claim this. I might mm. let myself make these scary changes. I might start to have the audacity in the world to say, this is what I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, this is what <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do. So this scared. is how I'm going to live. <laughs> yeah. This is what I think I deserve, yeah. really, which yeah. is so much— mm-hmm would have required so much growth and healing to get to the point of saying, what if this other way is possible? Yes. And I have to fight off the all this sort of internal demons or negativity or mm-hmm. fears that are trying going to try and tell me, who do you think you are? Yeah. You don't have what it takes. What are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, like all of that to say, yep. And nonetheless. And then, nonetheless, here we go. <laughs> and then she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she did. No, yeah. but I also feel like, um, I should be clear with your audience and just saying, like, I haven't lived a day of my life where I wasn't terrified to. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, I have opened up to people before and said, oh, yeah, I've suffered my entire life with anxiety issues and post-traumatic stress disorder problems. And people are shocked when I tell them that. I'm mm-hmm. like, every day of my life I feel terrified. But I, I think I still have, and I give credit to my mom, who <laughs> was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, like at the time when she used to be like, get on stage. And I'd be like, I'm scared. And she's like, I don't care. You. <laughs> and you talk about that with your, with parenting. I know about building resiliency. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was a gift that I got from her of like, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think that like, if people just realize that like, when you're changing, making big changes in your life, it's okay to be scared. Oh, yeah. To feel those two feelings at once. It's like, I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, this feels so terrible. And I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to just feel those two feelings at once. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's, it's an, it has, you have, it has to be both. Yeah. yeah. Well, because then you're just like deny. Like it's just not real. I mean, I I lived so many years of my life being like, oh, I'm scared or I'm whatever. But um, but yeah, I think it is the two feeling the two feelings. Well, I think that's just so beautiful. And uh, like I just have to say, 
you said like that that was a gift that your mom gave you, but you're out in the world giving so many gifts to so many <laughs> oh, people all yes, the time. Like you're such a gift and Thank you. Um, we're, we were just so happy to have you. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Oh my gosh, me. I'm just, I was just, this is my first ever podcast. Well, this you so killed it. I just love it. Yeah, and I know. Can you share this. your um, Instagram for people to follow you? Yeah, so it's Megan Elizabeth Marketing on Instagram and yeah. and then you can find me there and yeah, if you uh, want to talk about what your frequency is, just reach out anytime. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll find your frequency. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.